0: From Mark chapter 12, verses 38 through 44, hear the word of God. As he taught, he said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have the best seats in the synagogues and places of honor at the banquets. They devour widows' houses and for the sake of appearance say long prayers. They will receive the great condemnation. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A a poor woman, a poor widow, came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, "'Truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty.'" has put everything she has had, all she had, to live on. And this is the word of the Lord. let be to God. When do you give it your all? When do you give it your all? Maybe it's when you stand before God and these witnesses and you say that I will love you in joy and in sorrow, in plenty and in want, in sickness and in health all in. I will love you when you're into the game and I'm bringing in the groceries, I'm bringing in the groceries, I'm bringing in the grocery. Hey, I'm bringing in the groceries. It's fourth and five. I will love you even though you worry about things that you cannot change. I will worry, I will love you even when we are in an argument all-out argument over how much sodium we're taking in. Look, I'd rather die with a french fry and a smile than to be miserable all my life. I will love you. Joy and in sorrow, sickness and health, plenty and in want, all in. When are you all in? When do you give it your all? When my son was born, the hospital took a photo of him and proceeded to sell us a, sell us a photographic package for ninety-nine ninety-five. Featured 11 by 7, about uh, 4 8 by 10s, about 9 5 by 7s, about 50 wallet sizes, and 1,000 postage stamp size photos of a red-faced, wrinkled, bullet-headed, shaped kid. I mean, ugh. Who in their right mind would buy any of this? Well, that's why they sell it to new parents, because they do it. They do it. They're all in to this seven-pound, four-ounce thing that comes into the world and takes your nervous system all in. When are you all in? When do you give it your all? Maybe you do it all the time. Maybe you're the one who knows that if you don't do it, nobody else will. If you don't do it, it doesn't get done. What on earth would the world do without you? You give your life for your work, and sometimes it feels like you don't have a life at all. Your life's all in. When do you give it your all? I know someone who's fighting cancer, and we all lean into her updates. We want to know how she's doing. And she tells us her concerns. She tells us the updates from the doctors, and then she also shares joys, joys. Recently, she she sent along with her update a poem, a saying. It says. This being human is a guest house. Every morning a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all. Even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture, still treat each guest honorably, He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice. Meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. Be grateful for whoever comes. Be grateful for whatever comes life is easy, life is hard, life is light, life is heavy, life is joy, life is pain. And she sends an email and says, welcome it all, as if this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. She's all in. All in. A a, a widow comes to the temple and puts into the coffer two small coins that are worth a penny. When was the last time you saw a penny? When was the last time you picked up a penny, cared about a penny? This event would go without notice, but as it is, God keeps an eye on the sparrow, and Jesus pulls his disciples together and says, I just saw something amazing here. I saw a widow who's all in. She gave everything, everything she had to live on, to the temple. So I think this message is clear. Later in the service, I've asked Polly to play something comforting as you realize that the eyes of the Lord are upon you all. There's nothing that gives God pleasure more than for you to give up all your assets and give them to me, I mean the church. (laughs) I don't think the message can be any clearer. Well, relax. Okay, just relax, relax. One of the reasons you employ me is to take clear biblical principles and make them more muddled. So so I'm going to offer you some convoluted interpretations that you come to expect from me. One interpretation that I'm not particularly fond of and you need not pay attention to is that Jesus has just explained to anyone who has ears Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and be greeted in the marketplaces and have the best seats in the synagogue and places of honor in the banquets. They devour widows' houses for the sake of appearance, they say long prayers. Jesus wants the security team to be aware of anyone who walks around the Lord's house in in long robes it's a poor translation i think the word uh... in the greek for long robes is actually better translated as skinny jeans and uh... untucked t-shirts so they're not talking about me Um, but you do understand jesus is in the temple and jesus is pointing a finger at the religious establishment warning folks to beware beware of those religious types who devour widows homes beware Jesus warns and then just like that Jesus sees a widow who's all in who's down to her last two pennies The law has something to say about protecting the lives of the widow, the orphan, the alien. Deuteronomy 25, protect them, do not devour them. The religious establishment has failed. And when the religious establishment fails, the government takes over. And when the government fails to take care of the poor, then what? Who's going to take care of those folks who are down to their last pennies? Oh, you can say it's their own fault, but I always wonder how that goes over at the throne of God. When did I see you hungry? So one interpretation might also be that the temple can have a pinnacle that reaches high into the heavens. The temple can have an extraordinary, beautiful sanctuary. The temple can have amazing music and poetic prayers. But if you don't care about the widow, the orphan, the alien, the Lord has left the building. And what you're worshiping is yourself. That's one interpretation. Another interpretation is that the little is big. I've had the experience of receiving a handful of money, just some dollars and cents, from a woman who came to this church as a refugee, worked in a grocery store, and offered me the tithe of her salary in a hallway. Dollars and cents. I wanted to say, no, 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 you, you, you need to keep this. Have you seen this place? We, we, we've got plenty. You need this for you and your son. But you should have seen her face. The desire to be part of this and to give the gift, to be able to worship with us, to care with us, to love with us, to learn with us, I want to be part of that all in. The little is big. And yet, and yet, I think that the big is big too. I mean those who have given great sums make the remarkable happen. The people who have give great sums help those who are in the flood, help those who are in the tornado, help those, help those, help those. You can't just say that doesn't matter. It matters. There's no denying that the big is big, but this is different. Because this is all in Take notice, everything. So I don't know if the widow threw in her last two pennies into the kettle and said, Look, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. You want to devour me? You got me. Or if the widow with faith said, Take this little bit of nothing. It's all I have. It's my life. Magnify my life, O Lord. For your glory. I don't know. What we do know is that Jesus pulled his disciples aside. That's what Jesus does. Jesus pulls his disciples aside, pulls his disciples aside, pulls his disciples aside as to teach them something. Throughout the gospel, Jesus pulls his disciples aside and says, let me tell you about that parable, about that farmer who threw the seed wherever. The seed is the good news of the gospel. And if you have ears to hear, listen, listen, please listen. Your life is about sowing the good news wherever, ever, wherever, wherever, all the time. Jesus pulls his disciples aside as if to teach them something. When the children come running, when the children come running, the disciples say, no, 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 keep the children away. Jesus says, no, come here, come here, come here, come here. Look at their faces. They're all in. Don't hinder them. Don't hinder them. When a costly jar of ointment is broken and the aroma fills the room and the disciples are like, this money could have been spent on the poor. Jesus says, hey, 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 gather around. It's not about the money. She's all in. She knows who I am. She knows what I'm about. He's anointed my body for burial. When Jesus, on that night in which he was betrayed, he gathered his disciples and he said to them, This is my body broken for you. This is my blood shed for you. You see, I'm all in. I'm all in. Into what? Have you figured out what this is all about? All in to being vulnerable, to giving our life, our love for one another, our patience, our justice for one another god's justice there are things that are eternal the word of the lord it lasts forever and when you see it it's it's like a pearl of great price and you'll sell everything all in for it it's that important it's amazing gift of god it hopes the best for everyone in this world and that's different from what you'll hear out there Which makes it harder to be about being all in. Because it takes the shape of a cross for all of us. Jesus was all in for everyone. For the widow who was down to her last two cents. And even for the scribe in the flowing white robe. All in, all things being reconciled. Widow inscribed. This past week, I, I met a widow who had received that title just a few hours earlier. Married, 73 years, two months, four weeks, two days. Joy and in sorrow, sickness and in health, plenty and in want. John Cowan, 99 years old, a minister in the Presbyterian Church, an associate pastor of care here for this congregation. It was her love. She's a widow. John's daughter said to him one day, You know, Dad, you, you could have you been an engineer. Why did you decide to become a pastor? And John said, Honey, don't you know how I just love people? Not long ago, he lost the words, he lost his memory, just hanging on to life with a breath, with a breath, with a breath. And his daughter, one of his daughters drew near and said, Daddy, the Lord is my shepherd. And this 99-year-old man who couldn't see and couldn't hear and had no memory joined in. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemy. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm sorry, Dakey, I said. She in her bed with wet eyes said, He's at peace. He's at peace. And she's all in. And he's all in. And for what it's worth, at least my two cents... Generosity isn't a season. Generosity is a life. It's our whole life. God's all in for us. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever.